don't apologize, right? Like, don't ever apologize for being strong. Don't apologize for being who you are, because we don't do that to men, right? We we, we don't we don't ask men to be more demure. So don't do it. Step into who you are. Step into your power. You are listening to I Love That Line. I am Lawrence Anthony. And I'm Darren Marcus Robinson. And happy International Women's Day. Uh, it's Women's History Month. Uh, massively important. And we thought today what we wanted to do was drop an iconic movie and maybe not an iconic line uh, that I think gets thought of, but definitely a line from an iconic movie, right? Yeah. 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 The, the line isn't probably one of the most well-known lines, but definitely the film is uh, one of uh, the elite films in history. Yeah, I, I agree. So uh, those that don't know, we are doing uh, a line from A League of Their Own, all-star cast, um, just great team. And, you know, I hadn't seen this movie from start to finish in a while, so it was good to rewatch it. You hadn't seen it at all, right? Uh, it's my first time. First time watching it. Uh, start to finish uh, at all actually yes what'd you think I thought it was dope I thought it was cool I thought it was um, you know I've heard so many things about it and I, that that's a good thing right and you know um, in film history I've, I've, I've people put that in you know the top baseball films of all time and some people say it's the best one some people say it's you know top two or top three but uh, I understand why now Agreed. Agreed. And I remember growing up watching this, like bits and pieces of it, and always just thinking how incredible it was. Um, it's one of those movies that every time it was on TV, commercials or not, you know those movies, you just you end up just watching again. For anyone who hasn't seen the film, League of Their Own it was uh, released in 92, stars Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, amazing performances. Also, Rosie O'Donnell's in there, Madonna. It's a really, really great cast, and it is based around, loosely based around, um, the true story of the uh, all-women's professional baseball league that uh, kind of sprung up in the Midwest, and uh, there are some liberties that are taken in terms of the facts of the story, but a lot of the characters are either based on a, on a real uh, person, or uh, but definitely the league in and of itself, and it just kind of follows how the league was created while all the men were out World War II and the struggles for being taken seriously, how a lot of the women just want to play ball and just want to actually have their contributions respected and taken seriously the way anyone else should. Uh, so really great role and centers around kind of like a sibling rivalry between Gina Davis's character Dottie and her little sister uh, Kit. Um, so yeah, really, really great film. And I guess we could just hop right into the line that we love. Doris, is this your boyfriend? Yep. Is it out of focus? No, that's how he looks. Well, you know, looks aren't the most important thing. That's right. The important thing is he's stupid, he's out of work, and he treats me bad. <laughs> then why? Why? What do you think? Because, you know, none of the other boys ever... Uh, Always made me feel like I was wrong, you know? Like I was some sort of a weird girl or a strange girl. Or, or not even a girl, just because I could play. I believed them too, but not anymore, you know? I mean, look it. 
There's a lot of us. I think we're all all right. We are. Yeah, so it's a strong line, very strong line, and as you said, it might, um, it might you know go over uh, some people's heads. It might not you know take a might not stick, if you will, mm-hmm. um, but it is still a very very uh, powerful and poignant line. And so, why do you love that line? Yeah, so you know, <laughs> I love that line because I think it encompasses something I've talked about for a long time, is that. Women have a a group. They're part of a community and like this sorority that men will never understand and men will never get. And I just find that there's so much strength in women bonding. Obviously, you and I grew up uh, with a single mom who raised us, but a you know strong grandmother. We've talked about this so many times on the pod, but actually, whoa! I didn't realize this. Bro, we mom played ball. I didn't realize when we were doing this movie. So we mm-hmm. like we would have been like the little kid in um, mm-hmm. one of the sons who travels with the mom mm-hmm. in, in in the movie. So we grew up with like you know semi pro like athletes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Our mom and and like all her teammates. So this is something that just came to me now. But I love the line because I think it just talks about how important it is. To feel solidarity and how important it is to not feel like you're the only person and how lonely it can feel when you're like, oh, maybe something's wrong with me. You know, what does she say? She says, you know, none of the other boys, you know, they always made me feel like I was wrong, like I was some sort of weird girl or strange or not even a girl, you know, just because I could play ball. And she's like, and then I believe them, but she doesn't believe them anymore. She's like, look around. There's lots of us. I think we're all right. And I think that's that's why I love it is because there's something really powerful about being able to look to your right or to your left and see that you're not alone and see others doing it with you and feel inspired. And I know none of us want to feel alone. And there are many things that can make you feel like that or people will make you feel like that um, or make you feel weird for being passionate about something or creative. And I think sometimes we all... A lot of people want to apologize for who they are. And what I love about this is it's no, don't apologize. And you're not weird that you if you're interested in something or society tells you, you know, that's not the way a woman should behave or whatnot. And you look around, you're like, whoa, whoa. there's there's many of us. Um, you know, I, I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah, the the camaraderie. I think that that's uh, that's one of my favorite things about playing team sports as camaraderie and anything actually really in a team sometimes sometimes you don't want to like group projects in school are are things that you kind of (laughs) shy away from because there's always someone slacking off but in team sports it's the camaraderie that comes with it that really just is just something that you just can't replace just that that feeling of being part of something and that's what she realizes on the bus is that you know hey i'm part of something i'm part of something bigger than than this idiot boy who doesn't you know who who doesn't want to treat me well i'm part i'm part of something bigger uh, than myself even and she's like you know we're all all right and that's something that women have been you know been subjected to for so long for for you know (laughs) women didn't get 
the right, quote unquote, the right to vote in, in the United States until 1919, which is absurd. Um, and so, you know, having this league and having her teammates and having all these people that are like her or around her, she's like, you know what, I'm part of something and, and I'm not alone. As you said, I'm not alone. And this is, this is cool. You know, we're, we're, we're all right. You know, we don't need anybody else, you know, kind of like that, that, um, that uh, cheer was it? Uh, their, their battle cry. I think it was the Seahawks. Or someone had, you know, we all we got, we all we need. <laughs> we, we laugh at all the time. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> we all we got, we all we need. And that's what it is. Mm. You know, it's all to realize, you know what? I have everything I need right here with my, with my women, my girls. That's a great point. That's a really great point. And when I think about the line, I think it's incredible for a lot of reasons. And you're right. It's the we're all right. It's a look around. And you know the, the thing that actually comes to mind is I think about that scene in Avengers in Endgame when they're all battling Thanos. Like all the Avengers come together, all assemble. And I remember being in the theater when all the women Avengers assembled together. It was like, mm-hmm. and the theater cheered, right? Because it was just like, you know, listen. Or even in Black Panther, when, right? When the army, like the all women army, like yeah. defended the, the country. Everyone cheered because everyone loves a badass woman, right? And especially now you look around and like multiple badass women. Honestly, it's a point where it's like, oh, you're screwed, right? <laughs> like you're screwed yeah. because like I've been, I've, I've worked around so many women in my life. We've been around, you know, obviously mom playing ball. And I'm just like, yo, like women are organized and together. Good luck. Like y- you can't beat that. It's it's insane the amount of strength, the amount of intelligence, the amount of like it's just it's 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 really amazing. So I think that's why I love it is because it was her realization in this scene where she's just like, Oh, wait a second. It's her realizing the power, I think. Right? It's her realizing the power in strength in numbers. And yeah. her like, I'm I'm gonna be up. We're we're all right. There's more of us. We're good now. And that unification. That's heavy, and I, and I love that because, you know, you look around and uh, typically an insecure person or an insecure man will often love to, like, belittle a woman or belittle anyone so they can feel better. Uh, that's usually what you do. When you want to feel better about yourself, you try and put others down. And, you know, we've seen this time and again, and for me... I just think because you and I are in a position, not necessarily unique, a lot of people have maybe grown up with this, but every time I'll like hear a woman apologize, I'm like, don't stop, don't say sorry. Like, stop saying sorry. And I think because this, the, this, this country or this culture or this civilization does so much to try and silence women's voices, right? Or does so much to like make women apologize for being who they are or be demure that I always, every time I encounter that, I'm like, don't apologize, right? Like, don't don't ever apologize for being strong. Don't apologize for being who you are because we don't do that to men, right? We, we, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't ask men to be more demure. So don't do it and step into who you are, step into your power. So that's why I really love yeah. it is because I think it's recognizing that, you know, recognizing the power in a group. 
the same. Yeah, I, I got I got the same feeling when I when I, in that scene too. And it's crazy because it's just so subtle. It's a small thing, and there's no big music playing. It's just them on the bus, and they're just talking. You know. And here's another thing. <laughs> like why I love it is because <laughs> you, know, you and I will laugh at this so many times, but. Oftentimes it's it's like some scrub, like she's like her man's out of work, is rude, doesn't treat me good. He's a bum, mm-hmm. he's a bum. Yeah. That, 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 there's a, there's a word for that. It's a bum. So here's this bum trying to like make her feel less than. Dude, how dare you? Like what, what are you talking about? You don't have anything put together. You got nothing going on. You got no prospects. You're not good looking. You got no job. You got no J O B. Right, <laughs> he got game, and uh, <laughs> so it's one of these things. It's like, wait a second. And I think sometimes when you, I think sometimes maybe you just need a reminder to like just stop and be like, wait a second. Oh, uh, why am I being influenced by this jerk? Why am I being influenced by this person who's nobody? And that's the truth, right? And and in that moment, she's like, I don't need this. I don't need some guy who's got nothing else going on. I've got my team here. I've got my squad, and I think that's really powerful. Yeah, um, I think she. I think she met, had mentioned that you know he was like the only guy that kind of like gave her attention and kind of mm. in a way. Yeah, and then that that's why you know she kind of stuck with him. But um, other than that, he's you know he's not really any good for her, and it's it, you know sometimes it takes time. You know, I think a lot of people, a lot of women. Uh, and even men can can relate to that. That it's, sometimes it takes time to recognize that this person in your life isn't a a, 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 a beaming light, you know. And so that's when she realizes, like, you know, I got I got my girls, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm. This is where I this is where I belong. And you know, it. I really liked you know the the acting was so great because it really felt like they were a team and yeah it yeah felt like they were just you know the joy that was coming from it just doing what they loved and and you know that seeing women in that setting like you know as we as you said as growing up watching mom play basketball with her with her girls and like it was it was dope to, you know it's just dope mm. to see women in that setting it was so amazing it was amazing that's why i love that line yeah and i think don't i think don't surround yourself with anyone man or woman who limits you or seeks to limit your power, or doesn't, no. or yeah, right, or doesn't, doesn't celebrate your wins, or doesn't want you to thrive, right? And I think that confidence is, hey, I want you to be big. Don't let anyone want to treat you small, or allow you to don't allow anyone to treat you small. And it's in that moment, and I think with us, like like you said, like when we grew up with mom, and seeing her play ball, it's like yeah, these were strong, powerful women who are also vulnerable and open. And, you know, I think that, and we'll get into some more quotes, you know, in, in a bit, but there's this notion that, you know, you have to be, because, you know, she says, I'm, you know, made me, some people made me feel like I'm not even a girl. And it's like, well, why can't you be both? Why can't you be a number of things? Why can't you, why can't you, why can't there be a wide spectrum of, yeah, you know, I can love to play ball. I can be athletic. I can also love to do this. Uh, I can also be a quote unquote, you know, girly girl with like makeup or whatever, or, you know, be able to kick some ass like, or sing. I can do all these things. Why does it have to be so binary? 
And that's why I think, you know, this line is really important. That's why I love it is because it ultimately reinforces this notion that you get to decide who you want to be and you get to decide, you know, how you're going to embrace who you are. Yeah. As a woman, you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> do, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> you know, be who you want to be. And and that's I, I say it all the time. It's become like not my motto because it's not mine from a, a book, but we live in the best of times and the worst of times. You know, we live the best time because. Well, I'm glad you didn't just try Jack Ernest Hemingway and pass it off as your own. Is that Hemingway? Tale Two Cities? Yes, that's that's Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like it's the best time to be a woman, I would think. Uh, it's the best time to be uh, a woman of color. Um, it's best time to be whoever you want to be as a woman. You def- you define you. You don't let no like no man no nobody defines who you are, and that's why I th- I'm, I'm so I'm I'm thankful that I'm alive now to to witness this and to experience it, um, because you you see it so often now with the strength of women. I I love that line because it reminds me of the WNBA. Mm. You know? mm. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. WNBA uh, has is always at the forefront of 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 challenging social injustices yeah always there you know there whenever something happens or even if it's not happening they are there and they're talking about it and they're speaking up about it and and so that's why the sign kind of reminds me of them it's like yo women are there always just you know we're all all right you know women so and that's the thing too is the wnba Men have this. Men are just, you know, on, on Twitter, are just so gross, always attacking women, mm-hmm. saying, you know, I don't want to watch this and this and that. But yo, they're the ones talking up, up about issues. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. You know, it's like in was it uh, Bambi? You know, if you don't have something good to say, don't say it at all. Dumper's mom. Yeah. yeah. Why do you have to? Why yeah. do you have to put down somebody else who's doing what they love? Mm-hmm. That's that's so my weak. thing. If someone's doing what they love, I'm not ever going to disturb them. Yeah. As long as you know, within reason, they're not hurting somebody. Do what you love, and the WNBA, uh, as I said, they're they're always in the forefront of of challenging social injustices, and you know people try to constantly put down women's uh, sports to this day, um, but it's I think it's growing, and I, I hope that it continues to to grow and they keep the, continuing to shine. No, I agree. Uh, it is changing. You know, you said a couple things there. Yeah, it's it's the best time, but it's also Still, what, what does that say? That's the best time, but still also a challenging time. Still also, mm-hmm. you know, not getting the pay that women should be getting paid. We're not getting the rights. You know what I mean? So the best time, but still bad. We still have women coming forward. Me Too movement. You still have women coming forward with assault or just these, these, these horrible things. So that tells us a lot. If we're able to say that, you know, it might be the best time now and we're still dealing with shit that we should not be dealing with that should give you an idea about how bad it was decades ago yeah you know so that's one and then two absolutely with the WNBA I mean I don't even nothing more needs to be said you know when everything happened with Breonna Taylor they were there you know you know when it comes to civil rights they're pushing for it they they got uh, Loeffler the owner of uh, the Atlanta Dream right they got pretty much got her fired Right or got a new yeah. got a new owner. That's the strength of mobilization. First of all, women get shit done, and that's what I mean. I think 
like when I work with producers, I'm always just like, oh, I want women producers because it's like they get it done. I learned that working at a post production house years ago, and most of the women were producers, and it was just like they're on it. And as far as the point goes, to anyone belittling anyone, man or woman, with what they're doing, but particularly the guys who are like talking trash about uh, WNBA. Oh, I wouldn't watch that or blah, blah, blah. First of all, it's probably coming from some couch potato who hasn't thrown a ball or hasn't uh, dunked or hasn't done anything and talking trash. And I forgot whose quote this is, but I'll paraphrase. People who are doing better than you, quote unquote better than you, really for the most part don't talk trash about you. It's usually the losers. Someone said this to me a long time ago when I was um, I was overseeing this restaurant and and there was some friction and you know someone said to me Lawrence people are only talking about you I may have said this on another podcast but people are only talking about you negatively because they're jealous and you you'll often find no one talks trash about you know she used the example of the dishwasher or the janitor. Right, quote unquote, you know the the the, the really tough jobs, uh, the hands on jobs, um, they all hands on in a restaurant, but you know, kind of like the jobs where there's a lot of dirty work. And I, I was a dishwasher; it was my first job in a restaurant. And I remember no one really talked trash about me, right? And one, it's just a bad idea. You need a dishwasher. You don't have a dishwasher, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. But no one's jealous of that job, right? But people love to talk trash when. You're doing things that they think that they want to do or they're envious of you. But if they wanted to do it, they'd do it, you know, uh, yeah. or, or they'd find a way to do it. But it's much easier to talk trash than it is to realize, well, maybe I have to step my game up or maybe I'm not doing better. So, you know, these guys who are projecting their insecurities on women playing in WNBA, first of all, you're a loser. Second of all, like they'd run laps around you, right? Like, you think about the audacity to talk trash about Serena. She'd slap you around. (laughs) So it's just it's just weakness. And I think strength is recognizing and supporting other people's strengths. There's so much more power in unifying than in in being a hater. Yeah. Yeah. It says more about you. It really does. Mm -hmm. It says more about you. And I guess we can go into why this line matters in the movie, because this actually is reflected our, our topic right now what we're discussing now is reflected in the movie is it actually the scene when they take the field for the first time the peaches um uh gina davis's team uh tom hanks is the coach you know they take the they take the the field for the first time and it got to me when they're like laughing at them like i felt bad like i I Mm -hmm. actually felt i was like this is gross i'm like you guys couldn't go out and do that and it, it's much easier to mock or to destroy than it is to create and to, as you said, unify. And we see this, and this actually mirrors the, somewhat mirrors the real life uh, story of uh, the Women's Professional League is people realize, oh, wait, like, these girls can play. Like, these girls are no joke. And I think that's why it was important. Um, is just recognizing, oh, yeah, yeah, they can ball. They can ball. It was awesome. Yeah, actually, it was awesome to see, actually, in the end credits when they showed, I think they were 
um, actual um, women from the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League mm-hmm. uh, and, and credits that were um, batting and, you know, and, and, and pitching and all that stuff. And, like, they were smoking, like, smoking <laughs> some of these, these balls. And, like, you know, and these, like, these are, like, you know, seniors. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, it's insane. <laughs> that is, you know, and, and that's, I love seeing that. I love seeing women do what they want and be who they want to be, as I said before, and just take control and just have fun. You know, there's a there's a place. I think there's there's a place for everybody on this planet. Mm. Um, but I don't think there's a place for hatred. I don't think there's a place for sexism, or misogyny and any of that stuff. So that's I think that's why I really, really like this film. And I think that's why this line matters in the film, because. Rosie's basically saying, yeah, man, we're all right. You know, we're we're doing what we want to do. We're having fun. This is our place. We found a place. We found our niche. Anytime anyone in the world finds your niche, it's one of the most beautiful things in the on the planet. Dude, I- it's it's one of those things that just brings a tear to my eye when you see someone who is lost because most a lot of people are lost. Yeah. So many people go through life lost. But when they find that niche, that little thing that just gives them that, that you know, to reference one of our other podcasts, gives them that spark. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most beautiful things that you can ever see. Like when, when you know someone plays their first key of a piano, they're like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." Yeah. And to see the women in the film when you know they start batting and they start you know throwing these rockets and just having fun and being themselves, it's just a beautiful thing. You know, it just it makes it's one of those nostalgic kind of cries that you kind of get. I agree. Uh, I love what you said there. There's a place for everyone, but there's not a place for hatred. Uh, sexism, racism, you know, misogyny. There really isn't. And it's so interesting because, not even interesting, it's not, that's not the right word. It's very revealing if you are exhibiting those because they really speak about you more than it does who you think you are attacking. You know, it speaks to your weakness. It speaks to your insecurity. Um, but then we also talk about inclusivity. And, you know, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that even within this inclusivity or even within like um the all-american professional um women's baseball league right even within this black women couldn't join you know like they had to be part of the negro leagues like and that was messed up and there's a sign of the times sign of the times but yes and no and i'll I'll, I'll, i think i'll share why is because there's a scene in the movie where um Gina Davis's character uh, tells, uh, like a ball, a fly ball or air ball just goes off and um, this black woman picks it up and throws it back and like throws it far. And it's, uh, that's meant to be um, Mammy Johnson, uh, who was an American professional baseball player and she was one of the only three women to play in the Negro Leagues. And she was the first uh, woman pitcher. And, you know, that little nod in the movie is important because it acknowledges... You know, that even though this had happened for some women, it hadn't happened for all. And yes, it's a sign of the times, but it also is a sign now. Because even within, you know, feminism and, and movement and, and, you know, the, the push for equality, women of color, black women, Asian women, East Indian women, um, indigenous women, just women of color in general don't always have a place at the table. Right. And yep. it's very easy to look and be like, you know, you see um, everyone on the all the peaches 
and all the all the players it's 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 white and yeah it is a sign of the times but it is i think one of the lessons that we have to keep in mind is if the elevator is sent down for you i think it's important to make sure that you send the elevator down for other people too even if they don't look like you and i think that's really mm-hmm. important because you know her line is we're all right but not everyone's all right and not every woman is all right you know and I, but i think that if there were you know women of color and black women on that on that bus she probably would have said the same thing because that's um sport is a very 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 unifying thing i mean a lot of times uh back especially back then it was you know we don't want you to play because of your color but the idea now is like yo if you can play you can play it's a sport that's what the idea should be if you can play you can play it doesn't matter what you are if you can play you can play and we've made progress don't get me wrong we've made progress you know i was reading this morning um as you know i taped yesterday so i was super exhausted but i knew we wanted to do this and i was reading this morning uh, you know, about the first black woman uh, ref in the NFL. And it's like, mm. these things shouldn't even be stories, but it's very telling yeah. that they are. If the job can get done, the job can get done. But I think the importance of it is because you look up, that's why representation matters. You look up and you can see other people doing it and it inspires the next generation. It inspires, oh, wow, that's this line, is for that person for that woman who is looking around and is like oh i want to be able to do this i'd love to do it but i don't know i feel weird or it's not really my thing or men are dominating it or whatever it's important that sisterhood and important to have that community because you can look and say oh there's an example you can point to an example and say i can get it done you know um others are doing it i'm not going to be alone and that even goes to speaking up you know, and when you speak up against injustices, sometimes it's tough to do it on your own. And, you know, th- this is a whole other conversation. But, you know, sometimes people will say, well, I'll, I'll hear men say, well, why are all these other women speaking up now about some of the things they've gone through? You know, just seems like it's one after the other. You don't realize that's a privileged thing for you to say because you don't really feel alone. You don't have to worry about being singled out. So that's, I think, the importance of. The line that is uttered here is because it, it, it can play on so many different things. And it can it definitely lets us know that people feel more comfortable when they're surrounded by others who are like them. Right? And gives them strength. Yeah. Are there some other lines? What are the lines that you love in the film? Because there, there are some good lines in there. Yeah. You know what? There are quite a few. Um, there's one that I, I, didn't, I didn't love the line, but it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. Um, it nods, I guess, nods back to our main line. Uh, there's a woman delivering a speech on the radio on air, I believe. And I think it's in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. saying something about how careers in higher education are leading to the masculization of women or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I wrote the same line. That was Maida Galatsby was the character's name. Yep. <laughs> and I, I was like, huh? <laughs> I, couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. But then again, you know, again I guess it's a sign of the times, but... You know, that's why her uh, Rosie O'Donnell's line matters because mm. we're all all right. She, you know, for so long she she felt you know on her own because she she liked to play baseball. She liked to do things that you know quote unquote boys did. Yeah. And 
she looks around, she sees everyone else doing it, you know, we're all all right. And that's why it matters too, because you don't get things like that. You know, and so that was definitely a line that I had uh, I had thought of. No, I, I, I love that. I wrote that as well. And the second line that she has after that, actually, she follows that up. Uh, not only does she say careers in higher education are leading to the masculization of women, what kind of girls will our boys be coming home to from the war? It's like, what? It's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely wild, man, Like to, that that was a, a form of thought. But it still is, bro. It still is. Like, and that's what people yeah. are trying to do with gender roles. They're trying to say, hey, these things can be fluid. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be this is that. and You know what I mean? Like, and I think it's still there. It's, oh, you know, you can't be like that. That's too masculine. Right? That's not woman enough. I like my women to look like women. What does that even mean? It's, there's not a one size fits all. So it was, it's, it's their idea. It is their idea. I'm sorry that someone's not fitting into what your idea of her should be. But this is why, you know, reflect watching this movie was really great because it also just made me realize how much stuff still happens now. Um, there's a whole, like, it's part of that scene when they're kind of like doing that marketing promotion for the team, for the Peaches. And um, is it Radford? The Radford Peaches? So the, or Rockford. Rockford, thank you. The Rockford Peaches. Yeah. So they're doing, um, I don't know, where's Radford? I don't know where Radford exists. But the, <laughs> the Rockford Peaches, they're doing like, oh, kind of like all that propaganda or the promotion stuff to sell the league and uh, sell its popularity. And they're talking about each individual player. They're like, not only is she this, but she also is a wonderful coffee maker. Or not only is uh, Betty Spaghetti this, but she also on her spare time loves to play the piano. And yeah. it's like, it's like, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> that to me, what I wrote down is you can't, it, women can't just be, you can't just be a player. You have to be a coffee maker. You have to be a singer. You have to be everything else. And it comes back to women have to work twice as hard to get the respect that men get automatically. And then on top of that, women of color have to work even harder. And it's like, mm-hmm. you, you, like you wouldn't ask a guy to do this. You wouldn't have to give it up. Right? It's like he's just a player. Well, she can't just be a player. She has to be this and that. And it's like these tricks and she has to be or, you know, she has to have all these other attributes. And that, that I thought resonated with me for what I just said, but also because it speaks to just how strong and how powerful and resilient women are. Because, you know, I've said it for a long time. You know, I stub my toe and I'm done for like, you know, a few minutes. Right or, or right or you know something got you get a paper cut. Women enduring all these things, and you know if you look at in this movie in particular, they're playing baseball. But in addition to that, you know they're dealing with cramps. You know they're dealing with you know things that guys can't even fathom, and still showing a pregnancy trimester. Serena Williams won the Australian Open while pregnant. Yeah, she's yeah. That's that's wild as hell. Pregnant. <laughs> You know, and it's like, listen, I love my guys, some of them, but like, <laughs> we're kind of weak in some ways. And it's like something happens, like I don't know, I'm out of commission. I've said it for a long time. If a guy had to deal with a, with like a period for a month, right, once a month, couldn't even last a day. Forget it, right? It's like I'd be calling out of work. So it's just incredible. Yeah. If if a if a guy had to deal with you know, not even half. An eighth of the things that women had to deal with. Feminine products would be free. 
you know, all these things would be just be like, you know what? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. But, you know. And that's where empathy comes in, right? And mm-hmm. it's walk a mile, bro. Walk a mile. Uh, was there, were there any other lines that you thought were funny? Or that, or that stood uh, out? There was one that we, that we, that we talked about, um, you know, delivered by Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, it was a great, oh, I wonder if it's the same one. Which one is it? Um, I think Gina Davis' character is saying, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact. She's you know, going to quit. She's going to. Yeah. She's, her husband has come quit. home from the war and she's going to uh, she's going to quit the team. And then, you know, Jimmy Dugan, Tom Hanks' character says it. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard. Everyone would do it. And I thought that that's just a really that's a really good line, too. I love that line, bro. I played that back. Uh I think three or four times when I was watching the movie today. And it's it's vulnerability. And Gina's like, it's just hard. I've got to do... Th-. Basically, she's like, I've got to be a woman. I've got to do this. I've got to... I'm like, my sister and I are not getting along now. I'm fighting for respect. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's supposed to be hard. Now, of course, he doesn't understand what she's going through. Uh, he can't really relate. He can relate from his perspective why it's hard, but the reasons why it's hard for her are different from why it's hard for him. But the point is, it's still hard. And mm-hmm. doing hard things, you know, that's where the gratification comes from. And I think that's what he also says there too, right? He's like, it's the hard that makes it feel so good, right? Or it's the hard that makes it worth it. Something like that. Right? And that's true. It's whenever you're trying to level up, whenever you're trying to do something difficult, there's a lot of satisfaction when you get it done. Yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. Funny line Would, that I wrote yeah. down uh, that really is <laughs> doesn't really say anything in the movie. I just thought it was a funny scene when this little kid is driving Gina Davis to the party. He's a, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's like, uh, so let, let's say we slip in the back seat and you make a man out of me. She's like, what, yeah. what if I smack you around for a while? And he goes, can't we do both? <laughs> yeah, I, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my man. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, this, this, little, this little guy really trying to shoot a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of funny scenes in this, and that was one of them for sure. And, uh, yeah, hey, you know, nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much it as far as, far as I had for lines. Uh, I wanted to ask you this, not before we get into where the line ranks and close out. Growing up, I did not like the Kit character. For anyone who hasn't watched the movie, Kit plays um, Dottie's sister. Uh, Gina Davis is kind of like is a star, and Kit is her younger sister. And Kit has never been as good as uh, Dottie. She's constantly in her shadow and ends up having a rift, and then Kit gets traded to another team. Uh, I, how, how do you feel about the kid character? Because I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts. I'm curious how you do. I liked her character, um, but I didn't love her character. I liked her character be- because um, she represented, you know, the idea of just trying to make your own, forge your own path mm-hmm. and not have to, you know, ride someone else's coattails to get where you want to get to. I couldn't stand her. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't stand. I found her. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't hate her. Yeah. I didn't not love her, but I, I understood. No, no. I get. It. I understood her too. That's just a regular cough. I um, I understood the character. I did, and I understood her wanting to get out of, uh, her sister's shadow 
I think just because I'm, I think me, I'm just such a team Dottie um, fan, and I'm not pitting against. I was too. Yeah, not pitting against. It's more a matter of, I just found, I just love people who are great, and I love people who, who are just who just have that quote unquote it factor. I didn't want Dottie, I didn't want Gina Davis's character to be small, in order for her sister to feel big. That I felt I had that feeling too. I didn't want her to like because I hadn't seen it before. Um, I'm not gonna spoil the ending for anybody, but dude, the movie's from 1992. To... You can tell the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want her to uh, sacrifice. Um, she lets her win the game. Sister. Let's just spoil the ending. If you haven't seen it, too bad. She lets her sister win the game. The World Series. But yeah, that's. I didn't want. I didn't want her to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I think you know that it's like a participation ribbon. You know, yeah. don't don't give me that. You know, if I if I didn't win, I didn't win. Don't give me a participation ribbon. Like, I, you either win or you lose. Uh, so I didn't want her to sacrifice um, just so she could make someone else feel good in that regard. Not in sports, anyway. In other things, you can sacrifice to make people feel good, but not in sports. So. That's how I feel, and I felt that way for years. I've always hated that ending. Every time I want, I want Dottie to hold on to the ball and for her team to win. But after, and even in that moment when I rewatched it today, but then after I was like, wait a second. Dottie didn't need or necessarily want to be a player. She, she was good at it, but she didn't want it. Kit needed it. And so mm-hmm. maybe it was a selfless thing. We know it's selfless. That's why yeah. she does it. But I think watching it this time, I was able to see the selflessness in it more than I had before. Whereas yeah. before, I would just get upset. I'm like, Dottie, you're so great. Be great. Be a legend. Do all this. But that's not what she wanted. And that's okay. But she understood that Kit wanted it. And how supportive and how selfless and, you know, that, that's what a sibling does. You know, I would want you to have anything you, you, you'd want, right? Uh, and so I, I think I can see it from that lens now, and I haven't been able to until today. I get that. Because even she, you know, there is no movie if uh, Kit isn't so insistent on going. Mm, yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. You know, there's, there's <laughs> it'd be open credits and credits <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, so I get that. Yeah. Where do you rank the line? But I wouldn't want anyone... Sorry. I wouldn't want anyone to do that for me. No, no. I wouldn't want you to do that for me. No, I wouldn't do it for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. I wouldn't do it for you. You know, don't like, don't, yeah, don't small up yourself. No. Anyway. No. Where does a line rank for you? I think it's a, I think it's a pro line. Mm. Uh, it might even, it might be Hall of Fame, but I think it's, I think it's a pro line. Yeah. Uh, the movie's Hall of Fame. It's a Hall of Fame movie. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, as I said before, it's probably probably um, the best baseball film. Oh, that's a strong um, statement. We can debate that later. That, you know, we could. I mean, but it's definitely top three. Put it up there. Um, but it's definitely a Hall of Fame film. But the line I say is a pro line. I agree. And uh, um, yeah, I agree. I think it's a pro line and uh, very fitting. Um, anything else we missed? Oh, there's so many things. I have so many notes on things that I that I w- liked watching this film. Oh. Whoa, whoa, um, bro! I gotta jump in for a second. Yeah, it's funny. We just did this episode, and how did we not talk? What is the most iconic line 
in this film. And actually, one of the most iconic lines in film history. There's no crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. And it's interesting because yeah. I knew that wasn't going to be the line that we were going to use. Yeah. And, you know, it's that line's become so, you know, said so often that it's almost become cliche. But what are your thoughts on that? And then we and then and then we got to wrap. It's, it's changed now. I mean, if that was a thing back then, it's changed now because I've seen guys have a meltdown in the dugout and mm-hmm. stuff and start and cry and stuff. And, you know, the, the narratives now is like, oh, look at the emotions flowing, you know back then they probably would have, you know laughed at him or laughed at her you know even the same there's no crying at baseball so uh, i thought it was uh yeah yeah i thought it was interesting there's two things that i thought of is i i agree with everything you just said and you know it's funny how we look at emotions that are displayed by men and women differently you know a woman cries or shows emotion oh she's being quote unquote a woman or weak or being too emotional a guy does it always oh, being passionate you know mm-hmm. and so we see that all the time we also see it with people of color you know serena displays emotion oh she's out of control but one of her competitors does it oh she just really cares you know and so there's yeah. that um but i also thought it was important because i think we should normalize crying you know i talk about i think i don't know if there's any po- pod we've done where i haven't talked at least once about tearing up in a movie so I think that's important. We should normalize that just being a thing. You know, you tear up when you care. You tear up when it matters. Um, and that's okay. But I also thought from a perspective of he was treating her like he was treated. Right? Like he was coming down yeah. hard on her the way that his manager came down hard on him. Which I thought was kind of interesting and kind of cool because he's like, you know, I don't care. I'm just going to yell. I don't, you know, I'm not really trying to treat you. You know, with any kind of you know soft uh, soft gloves right now, I'm just gonna come at you, which I thought was cool because sometimes, you know, you kind of just want to be treated like everyone else. So, yeah. I, so I think there are two ways to look at it, but I think the the biggest thing I took away was there's nothing wrong with it, and you know, don't uh, don't make anyone feel awkward for it. Normalize it. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, <clears throat> before I get into my last nugget. Um, what do you do? You have anything that you wrote down, or that you? No, I hit all. No, I hit everything I want to hit for the most part. I just remembered that that, thing, that line that was really important. Fair enough. There's the last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, something that I, I noticed uh, right as the end credits uh, were scrolling. Um, the woman who conducted the music for this uh, was Shirley Walker, and I didn't know that name probably um, until like two years ago. I mean, I knew her, but I didn't know what she she had done. She conducted uh, the music for one of our favorite films that we talk about all the time, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Did she really? And she, yes. So Shirley Walker, she was amazing. She crushed Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And so she did the music for this as well. And I thought that was really, really cool because a um, mm. woman conducted it, a <laughs> woman directed it, you know, starred a woman. And it was just, this just felt like, you know, it encompassed the title of the film and, and our line, you know, we're all all right, you know. So the woman conducted it, woman directed it, you know, led by woman. It just, yeah, so Shirley Walker. Monster. Monster. And Penny Marshall, the director who passed away. Yep. Um, passed away a few years ago. Uh, but I think, yeah, well said. Just uh, really did encompass uh, what it was about. In a league of their own, bro. In a league of their own. Uh, all right. Anything else you got? 
That's it. That's all I got. This was good. Um, you know, we wanted to find, there's so many great films and the suggestions we got, you know, from Aaron Brockovich to Pretty Woman and um, Aliens and um, Moana, some really, really great suggestions. I can't wait for us to do them. Uh, we just thought this was a really good one um, from a great line uh, that I thought encompassed more than just a film, but encompassed everything that we want to talk about. Um, so happy International Women's Day. Uh, treat that every day, really. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for I Love That Line, I'm Lawrence Anthony. And I'm Darren Marcus Robinson. And we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot.